Welcome to the Chatting in Manhattan radio show with your host Kim Ward and Garth Sandiford. Hosts that go past the biographies of individuals to bring you the real stories behind the greatest minds and most inspiring people. Join us as we put our guests into the spotlight to reveal the greatness that has brought them success. Chatting in Manhattan. The story starts where the biography ends. So... Put your hands together and be inspired with the Chapman Manhattan Radio Show. Welcome to the Chatna Manhattan Radio Show, where we go past the biographies of successful individuals to bring you the real story. I'm your host, Kim Ward, along with Gar Sandiford. Tonight, we welcome Chris Jacobs to CIM to discuss his latest venture of corresponding live from the base of Mount Everest as the world watches the premiere event, Everest Jump Live. But first, let's bring on our other host, Gar Sandiford. Garth, how are you doing? I am doing great, Kim. I am doing fantastic. It's a really nice day out today, and I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I bet you know that I am excited about this interview because I am a thrill seeker, and this will be great to have Chris on and discuss his latest venture. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting because Mount Everest is a is a big challenge for a lot of people, and there are many people who dream about climbing Mount Everest. But, uh, you know, this is the first for us to really talk to someone who is actually going to cover someone else who's going to be uh, jumping off of Mount Everest in a wingsuit. This has got to be really interesting. And I know that Discovery Channel is going to have a, a, uh, I think it's something titled uh, Everest Live from Base Camp beginning on Monday, May 5th at 11 p.m., where they're going to cover this event until until, uh, Joby actually jumps off Mount Everest. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited to turn the mic on Chris because Chris has got plenty of experience interviewing people, and I'm excited to get him on. So, Chris Jacobs, welcome to the Chatham Manhattan Show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot. It's really great to be with you guys. Hey, can you give us a little bit of a background on who you are and some of the things you've done? Absolutely, yeah. Um, my main gig is a show called Overhauling, which uh, airs on Velocity Network and also on the Discovery Channel. I've uh, been doing that show for about 10 years, and what we do there is we steal people's muscle cars, and in just a short span of time, we turn them into show cars and come back to the people. So, obviously, that's a lot of fun. I love cars, and I, I love working for Discovery, and so they use me as a special correspondent for a lot of their big events. Um, the last big one I did was when Nick Willenda kite rope walked across the Grand Canyon. That was called Skywire Live, and I thought at the time that that was the most amazing thing I was ever going to be a part of, but about uh, two or three months ago, they asked me to be part of Everest Jump Live, which is uh, Joe Biogwin, who is a uh, thrill seeker, daredevil, alpinist, is going to summit Mount Everest and then put on a wingsuit and jump off summit and wingsuit down at base camp. Right, I'll be waiting for him and uh, upon his safe landing, interview him and ask him about what the experience was all about. So that obviously is taking the place of the most exciting thing I will uh, ever do. I've, I've been obsessed with Everest for a long time, and to get to go to base camp is definitely a bucket list item for me. Yeah, well, I, I would say now, <laughs> I mean, to go from muscle cars to, to Mount Everest and, and, and be there, I mean, what what did you have to what, what what are you doing to prepare for this? Because as I understand it, you're going to be leaving pretty soon. I'm actually leaving on Thursday, and I can't believe uh, that it's actually here. I've been preparing for this trip for a couple months now. 
nothing motivates like fear. So I've gotten into the gym a lot. I've been going to the gym almost every day and doing a lot of training hikes just to get myself used to um, walking long distances for long periods of time. Um, but nothing really gets you ready for the altitude. Base camp is at 17,000, almost 700 feet. Uh, the summit is 29,000 feet. I'll just be going to base camp, but that's higher by about 3,000 feet than any point in North America. So uh, obviously I've never been to that altitude before. And what we do to get there safely is just go really, really slowly and let your body get used to the altitude. It's actually an eight-day trek that I'll be going on from the Lukla Airport where we land from Kathmandu to base camp of Everest. And we will trek for two days, take a day of rest, let our bodies acclimatize, trek another two days, another day of rest, and then trek two more days and finally arrive at base camp. And I'll be at the base of Mount Everest for about three weeks while Joby prepares for his stunt. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I have to ask this because I just thought of it, but, uh, I mean, what what is your family saying to you? What are they telling uh, you? Well, my family is really, really excited, in particular my sister and my brother-in-law, because they actually have been to base camp before. They went about uh, 15 years ago as uh, part of a trip uh, that they took, and their experience was absolutely fantastic. They only spent about a half an hour at base camp itself before they trekked down a little bit and uh, camped out about a 1,000 feet below base camp. But um, like I said, I'll be there for several weeks, and that's really something special because it's really only people who are on expeditions that get to stay at base camp for extended periods of time. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. I mean, you know, obviously I've read Into Thin Air. I've read uh, other other books and biographies about Everest. I've been obsessed with Everest for a long time and can't wait to make this dream of mine come true. Fantastic. Here, Thank you. I hope you're safe. Uh, one of the questions that I was thinking of here is, you know, what do you hope to cover on this mission? I mean, what do you really want your audience to get from your correspondence? Well, as as in everything that I do when I when I correspond on these big uh, events, I like to give the viewer the sense that they're there. They they I want them to experience what I'm experiencing, and uh, you know what the temperature is like, what it feels like to breathe in that thin air, what it's like to be there for a long period of time, what I'm eating, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing. I want to try to give that experience to the viewer. And for a week leading up to the special events, we're going to be on the air for a half hour every night on Discovery Channel uh, doing just that, giving the viewer uh, an up-to-the-minute uh, progress report, not only on what Joby is doing, but also on what we're experiencing at base camp, and hopefully they'll be able to, to feel a little bit of what we're feeling. Dean, this is two adventures wrapped into one. You've got the adventure of following you and Kyle, and then you've got the adventure of the actual jump. You know, not thinking forward to all this. This is, you know, this is living on the edge. And I got to ask you, like, where do you draw the line from adventure to crazy? Because there's a lot of risk involved in this one. Well, yeah, there, are, there, there is a lot of risk involved, but we're going with a very, very good team of guides, um, Alpine Ascents, and this is what they do, and they're going to keep us very safe. And um, I, I don't, I'm not nervous at all about uh, the conditions that Kyle and I will be in at base camp, but I am nervous for Joby, who is combining probably the two most difficult things you can ever do, one being summoning Mount Everest and two being flying in a wingsuit. And the exhaustion that he's going to feel and the fortitude of mind that he's going to have to have to not only summit Everest, which is 
probably one of the hardest things a human can undertake. But then to, at the summit, have the strength and courage to put on a wingsuit and uh, jump off of the summit of Everest. It's just going to be amazing, and that's exactly why the world is going to be watching, because it's hard to fathom that someone will have the courage and the strength and the ability to do those things. So, you know, my, my hat is off to Joby. I can't wait to see him pull it off, and, and I, I'm just so flattered that Discovery wants to have me there to be their eyes and ears on the ground at Mount Everest. Yeah, I, I would say, because I've seen some videos on YouTube many years ago about with wing, people in wingsuits and Man, that's that that's uh that's amazing. But as I understand it, it's going to take you probably just about six weeks just to get acclimated. Um, and in that six weeks, there's going to be a lot to deal with. I mean, how are you going to deal with the the experience of just getting yourself ready to, and getting yourself to the point of base camp? Well, you know, that's there's a lot of preparation physically, and then there's also just as much preparation mentally. You you do have to be prepared for what you're going to go through. I mean, it's almost as though time is going to slow down. It takes a long time to do things when you're at altitude and when you're in the Himalayas and especially on Everest, there's, there's going to be a lot of time for reflection, which I'm looking forward to. I plan on keeping a journal to document my experience and just taking in the sights and sounds of being in a completely foreign environment. It's, it's going to be somewhere that I've never been before. Obviously it's going to be unlike any place I've ever been before. And I'm really going to take the time to appreciate it because I don't think I'll ever have the opportunity to go back there. So this is literally on the other side of the world where I'm going. It's 8,000 miles away and it's a completely different culture and lifestyle. And I'm really going to try to appreciate my lifestyle, what I do every day versus how they live their lives in the Himalayas and hopefully come away with a more profound understanding of life in general and my life in particular. Hmm. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but I mean, what, what would be the one thing that you would like to take away from this experience? I know you, you're going to be there and you're going to have it, but in your mind, there's, there's something, I know you said this is on your bucket list, but bucket list, but there's got to be one thing that you hope to take away from this experience. What is that? Well, that there, there definitely is. One thing that I hope to take away from this experience is, is a more profound appreciation for the life that I'm able to lead here in California and in the United States. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, comparing that, the life that I lead here to the types of lives that they lead in Nepal and at altitude. I mean, the people who are going to be essentially responsible for us surviving are the Nepalese people and the Sherpas that we're going to use to get us up the mountain to base camp and keep us safe while we're there. So I really look forward to experiencing how they live and what their outlook on life is. And I'm hoping to take away a little bit changed perspective in my own life by virtue of seeing how they live. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, you know, early in, in the beginning, you said that you were going to the gym to and working out every single day. Is, is there a particular regiment that you have or some specific exercises that you're doing. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, just the basics. I'm doing a lot of straight tra strength training. I'm doing a lot of free weights and uh, also as much cardio as I can. Um, you know, obviously we're going to be uh, hiking and trekking at, uh, at various inclines. Um, so I've been uh, on the treadmill with it cranked up uh, to the maximum incline. And uh, I put a 25-pound weight in a backpack 
and uh, I wear that while I'm, while I'm working out on the treadmill just to get used to that added weight on my body and, uh, and so my, my legs can get used to uh, carrying that little bit of extra weight. And mm-hmm. then in the afternoons and evenings, right around uh, sun, sunset, I like to go out into the hills here in, in California around my house and, uh, you know, take a nice hour, hour and a half, two-hour hike just to, uh, you know, get, get my body used to walking on uneven terrain and, uh, you know, and, and what that feels like and just getting my mind right about being in a more rugged environment. You know, there's a saying in, in the Himalayas, uh, what they call Nepalese flat, which means what's flat to a Nepalese person is, is not flat to anybody else. There's really no such thing as a flat surface at the base camp of, uh, Mount Everest. You've got to kind of, uh, you know, build yourself a little platform for your, uh, your tent and, and your, your sleeping bag pad. So that's kind of something I'm looking forward to experiencing firsthand, what they mean by Nepalese flat. All right, cool. Now, in, ter- in terms of like diet, is there any specific diet that you're on now? Uh, any kind of food that you're eating specifically for this trip? Um, nothing in particular that I'm eating for this trip other than trying to eat a lot. Um, really trying to uh, carbo load, especially in this last week before I leave, because I know that once I do get up on the mountain, um, you know, food there, you don't eat as much while you're on the trek, um, just because um, you know th- there is plenty of food available. But at altitude, your body really doesn't want to eat. It kind of wants to stay at rest as much as possible. It wants mm-hmm. to do as little as possible. And obviously eating, you know, takes a lot of energy. And, uh, and um, you, your body kind of just wants to be stagnant. And so you depend on the reserves that you've built up before you take the trek. You know, I, don't, I don't think there's anybody in the history of trekking in the Himalayas that's actually gained weight during the trek. I would have to say... <laughs> 95% of people who go to the Himalayas lose weight. So I'm trying to build up as much uh, uh, carbohydrate storage as I can. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and, and while you're sharing about that, I'm thinking, man, okay, I'm going to be going to the Himalayas. Okay, there's got to there's be something that I want to eat before I go. Now, is that do you have something like that? Well, you know, I, I, I love uh, sushi, so um, I'll probably eat sushi <laughs> a few times this week because uh, I know that I won't be getting any sushi while I'm up on uh, Mount Everest. Um, but yeah, just, you know, a lot of pasta, a lot of potatoes, a lot of rice, just trying to get those carbo levels up. So I have something to burn while I'm up on the mountain. Yeah. Cool. Kim, you, you, you said you had, he had a question, so go ahead. You can prepare all you want, but, um, you know, that mountain is really not something that you can hundred percent prepare for. So why do you think it is that people like to take risks and why do you like to cover it? Well, people like to take risks because they want to, you know, prove to themselves or others that uh, they're able to do it. You know, I mean, there's a reason that there's a very short window um, in which to make it to the summit of Mount Everest. You know, 50, 48 to 50 weeks out of the year, Mount Everest is Ininhabitable. It's, it's, you cannot even attempt the summit except for this small window of time in, uh, in May. And so because it's so challenging and because it's so rewarding, if you are able to accomplish that, that's why people want to do it. And, you know, I, it's probably less than 1% of uh, people in the world that will ever be able to even attempt to summit Everest. And so the other 99 percent of the people want to 
live through that experience vicariously. And that's what I come in. I try to provide them that vicarious experience. And, you know, I take a lot of pride in trying to bring the viewer as close to what I'm experiencing as possible through my descriptions, through being honest about what my experience is while I'm there. We've interviewed several people who have summited Mount Everest, one of them being Gary Guller, who was the first and only man to climb Mount Everest with only one arm. And they, they all that the mountain changes you, that you cannot be the same person after being on the mountain, whether it's base camp, whether it's summit, that you were prior. Are you prepared for that kind of change? Uh, I'm not only am I prepared for it, I welcome it. I mean, I absolutely agree with him. Uh, I've read many, many accounts which say basically the same thing. And I think what it is about the mountain that changes people is that when you see it in person, you understand the enormity of it, the scale of Mount Everest, and it, it humbles you. You know, I mean, we look around in, in California and we see basically what are hills. You know, they're called mountains, but they're really hills. And it's not that much of an effort to get to the tops of the canyon hills that are surrounding our communities here in Southern California. But I assume that when I catch my first glimpse of Mount Everest, I will be absolutely awed. And then when I actually trek to base camp and see the uh, the ice flow in front of me and see the climbers up on the hill going to Camp 1, Camp 2, and realizing that they're doing something that is so rare, that power of witnessing that firsthand it's it's impossible for it not to change your outlook. Really want to I, interview you after you're you're done with this expedition. I do have one other quick question, and that is, you know, you hate to think of this, but are you prepared? And is Kyle prepared for the worst case scenario up there, whether it be for you guys or it be you know for Joby? Well, of course we're prepared for it. Um, you know. Discovery Channel and Peacock Productions and Joby himself are taking every precaution to make sure that he's safe. He's summited Everest three times before. He's wingsuited numerous times, so he's experienced in, in both endeavors. Now he's simply combining the two, which, of course, is a, a very dangerous undertaking. But we're prepared for that for that possibility, that, that small possibility, because I, I really do believe he is equipped to, to pull this stunt off. And like I said, every precaution has been taken, but that's why he's doing it because he wants to prove that he can. And that's why people are watching to see if he actually can do it. But I, I, it, I, it wouldn't I, be interesting if, if that possibility didn't exist. Yeah. You know, and I totally agree. You know, I, I, I looked at his preview video on YouTube where he talked about it. And I mean, for a lot of people, they would wish they could do something like this, but he's actually taken it on. And I think that it's it's really a privilege to be able to, you know, for yourself to be able to go there uh, to base camp in Mount Everest and to witness this. And I, I am so uh, curious as to what you're going to be like after you return from your trip. I really well, would love I'm, to have. I'm happy to come back on with you guys and uh, and give you the before and after. I, I would. I yes. Would, I would like to. I would like to see how I've changed. Also, so I'm. <laughs> yeah. Forward to that. I will, I'd I will enjoy come back it. With you guys. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, Chris, I wish you the best of luck. You stay safe up there, and we'll be following along here from the safety of our homes. And we are so glad. <laughs> We're so glad that we got to have you on. And good luck to you. Stay safe, and we will contact you really to get back on the show and see how the mountain changed you and how this experience. Absolutely, absolutely. And people can uh, get the up to the minute updates from me. I'm going to be tweeting about it and also putting a lot of pictures up on Instagram. So my Twitter is at Chris Jacobs. And my Instagram is at ChrisJacobs70. All right. And, and for our listeners, can you tell them about the, uh, the show that's going to be airing on Monday, May 5th as well, too? Well, I, I believe, actually, the event is scheduled for um, the 11th of May. That's when Joby will actually attempt the summit and do his wingsuit jump. And for a week leading up to that, which begins on May 5th, we're going to be doing um, from Base Camp Live on Discovery Channel each night where Kyle and I will be checking in with the viewers and letting them know how Joby's doing, where he is on the mountain, and how it, how things are shaping up weather-wise, how things are shaping up conditions-wise, how we're feeling, how his friends and family are feeling. So get a full report each night for a week leading up to the big event on May 11th. Fantastic. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on Chatting in Manhattan. I am really looking forward to seeing... Uh, what transpires from this uh, adventure and looking to have you back on the show in the future. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. You're, You're listening to Chatting in Manhattan with our special guest, Chris Jacobs, who will be overhauling his life from the base camp of Mount Everest. Chatting in Manhattan. The story begins where the biography ends. Visit com for more great interviews. 